Excellent. Let's get started. Welcome to Blockchain Bandwagon, the podcast where we explore the depths of blockchain, cryptocurrencies, and the technology shaping our future. I'm your host, Chuck Chekuri, and today we are going to talk about how blockchain technology can bring integrity to U.S. elections. With primary debates tomorrow, this is a great time to talk about voting and how we can make it better with blockchain. I'm the founder of blockchain of a blockchain startup, Together MDM. My product is a blockchain-based identity database for physicians. I'm here with my co-host, Brian. Brian and I like to research and study various aspects of blockchain technology, and we share that with our audience. Now, let me hand it over to my co-host, Brian, the various aspects of blockchain technology, and we share that with our audience. Now, let me hand it over to my co-host, Brian, who will introduce himself and give us a sneak peek into today's exciting discussion. Hey, Chuck. Good to see you. Um, hey, I'm Brian. I've been in the IT staffing business for over 25 years. Um, like Chuck, I'm just a, I'm not nearly as technical as he is. I just love blockchain. I believe it's the future and and love talking about it. And uh, like Chuck mentioned, we're, today we're going to talk about the voting system um, current and why you know, a move to blockchain might be a great idea and why it would be a great idea in the future. Um, but before we start, remember we're here every Tuesday, 2 p.m. Pacific here on call-in. You can uh, um current and why you know, a move to blockchain might be a great idea and why it would be a great idea in the future. Um, but before we start, remember we're here every Tuesday, 2 p.m. Pacific here on call-in. You can uh, subscribe here. Also uh, subscribe here. Also, you can go and listen to us on Spotify, uh, Google, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast. Chuck, take it away. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. You know, today's topic, uh, I had to do a lot of uh, research because it is going to be a very touchy topic. You know, election, election integrity, particularly in U.S., the way we are, it's very touchy. So here is my disclaimer, Brian. <laughs> I know uh, I'm only interested in the process and how blockchain can improve things, right? I believe it does. And I we can discuss why it might not. Uh, so we are not discussing any past elections, issues of fraud or election process or policies, you know, try to stay away as much as we can from that type of uh, discussion. I think I want that type of uh, discussion. I think I want us Come to- Chuck, that was, I was looking forward to that. <laughs> so we are going to talk purely about blockchain and blockchain technology. How it is, like right? So the question really, my my hypothesis, Brian, is blockchain tech, talk about the challenges. Let's just walk through how we do voting today, right? And I, like it. I broke it down into, you know, four, four, four areas or five areas. Okay. The, the ballots, right? And then how they are moved to different polling places or given to voters, right? Actually, the process of voting itself and then the process of collecting all of those votes and then counting, right? That, that I think is the five-step process, right? We can see how these things happen, right? So today, we all know ballots are printed in advance, way in advance, before mm -hmm. they get and one of the things that I was, when I first came to this country, I noticed that somebody who passed away was still on the ballot. 
<laughs> this happened in Colorado or somewhere, you know. The guy was like died three days before the election and they can't remove his ballot. And some people didn't even know about it. They voted for him. Right? <laughs> this happened in Colorado or somewhere, you know. The guy was like died three days before the election and they can't remove his ballot. And some people didn't even know about it. They voted for him. That's a valid ballot. That's a hundred percent valid ballot. It's if valid ballot. Didn't, but if you didn't, that's right. It's, it's nobody. And you, and if you did it and you signed it, it's a voter fraud and you could be thrown in jail for that. Right. So, um, yes. Yeah, I get it. I think the most, the, the bigger thing is, you know, uh, registry, um, uh, registry scanning where it's, you know, Hey, making sure on a regular basis, right. So update it once a month, whatever it might be of, uh, getting those people that are no longer around out. And so that might've been from the last, I think, uh, I, I think I, did, I looked at it and from 2016, there was 168 million that were registered in the United States registered voters. And then this last election in 2020, was 162 million registered voters. So I don't know if that was because of population going back, of deaths, of just, you know, of uh, registry cl cleaning. I'm, I'm not sure, but that's just, a, it's an interesting, just an interesting yeah. number. No, so my, my point here about ballots being printed early was, let's say if I knew this person passed away or his name was not. Just an interesting yeah. number. No, so my, my point here about ballots being printed early was let's say if I knew this person passed away or his name was not there, my vote would have gone to the next person I would have voted, right? But if I did it without knowing that that person passed away, that's not there. My vote would have gone to the next person I would have voted, right? But if I did it without knowing that that person passed away, that's a way so much in advance. Right. Even if somebody passes away and then they don't get to vote, we lose, you know, some of that votes get wasted. Right. That is one problem with printing ballots way in advance. The other challenge is there was a 1975 Voting Rights Act. I, I think there's a access provisions they added in 1975, which is an amendment to Voting Rights Act of 1965. What they're saying is, what if a Spanish person doesn't understand an English ballot, right? Mm -hmm. So we print ballots. Some of the states print ballots in many, many languages. Sure. Right. So it's not always very difficult to make sure you have the right language ballot in the right location. Mm -hmm. Unless you're requesting mail-in ballots, which all kind later. It's so hard to even, and then there are places you just have to the sheer number of ballots that you have to generate and the variety of ballots you have to generate for each location, city, county. It's, it's a very cumbersome process. Sure. I can see that. Right. Uh, what about people who are blind or disabled or. Yeah. So every voting station, right. But every voting, every voting facility has those. Yeah. Uh, so they have, yeah, a but somebody has to guide them. Right. But no, it does it is a facility. Right. And if access mm -hmm. to them is very, very hard. So the reason I'm bringing these challenges is because I think we can address them with blockchain. Sure. Of course. Right. It will be real time and it will be accessible. You can produce it in so many languages very quickly and all of that. 
right? Now, that is when the ballots are. What about all the logistical work that needs to be done before? And you alluded to some of it right now about registration. Right. Yeah, each, you know, each state has that you can decide how people register and when you can register, right? Yes. I mean, the, that when can be there, but the fact of the process of registration is also very long and complex. I could, but you're right. It's motor voter. Most, most states have motor voter now, right? So you go, when you go get your driver's license, you're automatically registered to vote. So it's relatively, in my opinion, registering to vote is a pretty easy process. Everybody should be, everybody, right? Everybody has access to a driver's license. That's, people will argue the other side. I'll argue the opposite side of that. But you can register to vote as soon as you get your driver's license. So it's really, they've made a pretty easy process to register. I mean, with blockchain, I think it's could be even easier and even more, more so. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, no, it, it is there. But the thing, another challenge, that is one. And then mailing absentee ballots, requesting an absentee ballot, right? Mm -hmm. Are they going to give you an absentee ballot? You have to request it. So eight states right now have all mail-in, right, because of they changed that during COVID or whatnot, but uh, it's all mail-in. So every person that's registered to vote in that state will get a ballot, whether they request Automated. it. Every single person, just like California, we got a ballot. Whether I wanted one or not, doesn't matter. I got one. Now, I don't have to use it. I can go in and vote. I can go in, in person and vote. I can fill it out. I can take it in or I can fill it out and mail it back. So I, I can do it one of three different ways. So think about amount, amount of wastage. Of course. Right? So, so there the was... whole process, what if something changes, right? And sending those things, absentee ballots, and then you have to go mail it or drop in. I mean, so much inconvenience for the voters. I mean, it's well, simple. I'm, I'm complaining about the <laughs> voting. So in it, it yeah, so and Wisconsin and Maryland alone. So in the last four elections in the Wisconsin and Maryland alone, this is, I came across this, um, as I was doing the good research um, there for the mail-in ballots, there was 207 million that were misdelivered. So right for tense of the wrong place. So people never got them. And of the, so, and then there was another additional 1.3 million that were rejected, whether it was a invalid signature or they didn't think it matched the signature on file or whether it's somebody marked outside the box or if you know, if you mark one box wrong your entire ballot's taken out so um it's a it, that's a problem <laughs> i mean 2.7 million that's ridiculous that's ridiculous you're right so my my point is like tracking these ballots right if if i sent out a thousand ballots to some apartment Right. How do I know people actually got it? What if somebody took it? And then these people said, oh, we, I didn't get it. And I, is there a check? How can we check it? So for your ballot that you come in? No. So let's say I, somebody drops in a thousand ballots in an apartment complex for the thousand people that live in. And now somebody takes them away. Somebody steals them. So you, you can do that, but again, that's uh, I mean that's it'd be pretty wide, pretty widespread fraud. As in, um, 
you would have to have the correct. So again, this is all that's saying everybody's on the up and up on the other side of, you know, counting ballots. So, um, you know, you would have to I, have I'm not questioning people's motives, right? I'm questioning process deficiencies, right? I'm designing a process. And in so you can start a million ballots and you can have a million different ways, right? I could go to a, a part where there could be a whole complex uh, full of people. I can drop ballots there. There's no problem if they don't ever send them back. It, there's no vote. There's no harm, no foul. No, but if I steal them and put it to my favorite candidate, what can you but do? But it doesn't matter because you can't vote for those people unless you, unless one of two How things. Do you know, though, you if I put them all in a Dropbox. But it I doesn't matter. You have to sign it. So, right? So verification is two steps. So you, you take your ballot, my mail-in ballot. So you have to, once you put it, there's two signatures. You sign it on your big ballot that you fill out. And then you sign it on, when you close it and seal it, you sign it there again. So those two signatures have to match. Plus those signatures need to match what's on your driver's license, basically. If they don't match, then that's an invalid ballot. So you're saying that if somebody's stealing a thousand, a thousand different ballots, well, those aren't just blank ballots. They have somebody's specific name on it and they're just not gonna count a ballot just to count a ballot. I, I have, I mean, I think there is fraud going on. I think there's things, but I would, I'm pretty sure that level of fraud isn't going on. I see. So there is a check with the signature. Correct. That matches. Yep. Now, now what has happened is you have, you have a bunch of ballots in a building and I mean, we can talk about ballot harvesting if you want, even what that is, but you can go around and say, Hey, um, you know, have you voted? And somebody says either no, or I have it sitting around, I'll get to it. And you can just say, okay, I will take it for you. Um, you know, fill it out, sign it, and then I'll take it for you. You're not supposed to tell them how to vote, but I'm sure in a lot of cases you do, right? Hey, all you have to do is vote for one person, right? Vote president or vote governor or vote this, vote that, right? So I'm sure that might happen. Um, but what can you really do about that? I mean, honestly, it's, it's legal. So I, I don't know what you can do about that. Change so, the change your laws, I guess. Yes. So 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 the point I was trying to make was so the logistics are kind of hard. Maybe there is not that much scope for fraud. Maybe there is enough checks in there, but it is still very expensive to do. You know, sure. and it's still a cumbersome process. No, um, I'm not saying there's no place for fraud. There's a lot of places, a lot of a lot of places for fraud. I'm just saying there are check there's so there are checks within the system currently. Now it's very cumbersome and very expensive. You're right. It is very expensive. hundred percent. Yeah. I agree. Well, and then those checks can be questioned also. For sure. I mean? Who checked yeah. the so, so everybody that's appointed, right? Most, I'd be willing to bet 95%. Every person that's in the polling facility is a partisan candidate, whether Republican, Democrat, independent, yeah, they're, all partisan. they're partisan. They're not an independent person that has no, doesn't care one way or the other. They all care to some level, to some extent, yeah. because first thing they're working there. So they care, um, not really about the process about who wins. So yes, right. So there's, there's an area for fraud in that area. Right. So that's another area that you, so you had the ballots, possibly little, little something going on there. Then you take it to the station where it gets counted and you have partisan people, there might be issues. Yes. Because once you deliver your ballot, it just says that we received your ballot. It doesn't say, hey, here's who you voted for. Here's what your things are. Make sure you keep this. You know, there's no real 
says, hey, your vote's counted. No, you, you, I have seen allegations of fraud and miscounting since Bush versus Gore. You know what I mean? Well, I've yeah, seen yeah, right? there were claims. 2020, there were claims. Last two elections were like, 2016, all the Democrats were saying like, Trump is an illegitimate president. He was not For there. Sure. Right? For sure. And then in 2020, then the Republicans are saying Democrats are like, stole the election. Right? So, right. when we have, so what where's the trust trust we have in place, yep. neither party is willing to say it's good enough. Exactly. There's right? something wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And it, whoever is losing, they're going, they're the ones complaining, obviously. Correct. Yeah, right? it's not the winners. The winners are going, hey, I think there was fraud. Let's recount. <laughs> right. and I, I both elections, right? One on Democrats and one 100%. on the Democrats. Right? Absolutely. Dead so, and then they try to tamper with it. You know what I mean? Trying to see how can I get an advantage, you know? Of course. With these right. rules, right? right. Because uh, there's money and power involved. Of course. Yeah. And, and then, then, then let's talk about the voting itself, right? Yeah. To get the process started, all of these votes, ballots need to move to these places, right? We already mailed a lot of ballots mm -hmm. to everybody, at least in California, right? Yeah, correct. So if I show up there and I don't take my ballot with me, they have to let me vote again, right? In that machine. Well, so yes, so you don't have to take a ballot there, right? So I can show, so I did this. I This last election, for instance, I got a ballot at home, but I went to the facility and I voted. Yeah. Now I can't vote twice because again, again, could I vote twice? Maybe, but my second one, whatever it might be, will get thrown out. So it should be thrown out, but there's no- Why did they bug in the system? So there's no verification of that though. I don't get a, an email or a text or a phone call that says, hey, you know, Brian, you voted twice. Only one of them 